Welcome back, guys. This is K-pop fighting. This is co-host TYB, and this is the co-host Kyun. Yeah. So I was thinking in uh, see, I always work at the cafe actually, especially in the morning, because it just makes me easier to concentrate. And come to think of it, Korea has really good cafes, and and when, recently it's it's developed very much. Like 20 years ago, like Korean cafes was very bad, and then oh yeah, the Starbucks came and it kind of you know it's like a Starbucks became like a standard yeah standard <laughs> you have to pass it unless you, you're gonna die you know and everything yeah so now Korea has a pretty good cafe and nowadays whenever I meet the new friends who are traveling Korea mm-hmm. they always wanted to go to like cute cafes or like the birthday cafe for idol fans and everything yeah so that's very something interesting to me because it's like the, just like K-pop yeah cafes are like innovating it's just like developing yeah. so fast so like so yeah that's that was very interesting to me. Like, what do you drink whenever you go to like Korean cafe? Uh, I usually don't go to a franchise uh, mm, cafe. Me neither, actually. Yeah, uh, I go to like a, uh, uh, like a independent owned. Sure, uh, sure. Me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're cheaper. You know. Yeah. yeah actually, it is. Uh, and also, uh, uh. I am like located in Cheongdam, like Shinza, Gangnam yeah, area. Yeah, those uh, have a very expensive cafes. Yeah, they are uh, actually, but they have like one of the best coffees. I agree uh, with you actually. Yeah, and I, I'm more of an espresso guy, yeah, uh, yeah. espresso or an americano guy. Mm. But sometimes when I go to cafe, I I sometimes drink latte. Mm. Um, Dolce latte. Dolce latte. Nice. Which is like a Starbucks thing. Yep, yep. But but uh some of the uh other cafes like mimic it. Yeah, yeah. And they somehow make it better. Oh. So uh so, so yeah, if you if you guys ever come to Korea, uh come and visit some like uh private owned uh cafes in Gangnam and like try one of those milky lattes. They're better than Starbucks. I agree with you actually. I mean, I don't think you should go to Starbucks when you go to Korea, like if you're as a traveler, because like, yeah. there's Starbucks everywhere. I like Starbucks, but like me personally, I always go to the independent owned yeah. cafe too. And I, just like you, I always drink espresso actually. It's yeah. more like a pragmatic thing because oh, yeah. I always want to like do the typing, you know, like a lot of mm-hmm. typing. So like I usually don't want to get be filled. So espresso, and then you just drink it right away, and you just wake up. But I would recommend the actually the 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 latte, but like with the cream. It's, mm-hmm. it's called like there are many many of that kind of latte actually, like cappuccino and everything. Yeah. And if they have it, that they are usually great and better. But, yeah. But one thing that kind of is funny is in Korea. See, I spend the time in cafe so much, and then whenever I see people. I can feel that many of them are actually saying ice americano. Uh-huh. That's a Korean thing, you know? Orjuga. It's like oh, yeah. <laughs> ice americano, even if I'm d- dead freezing cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's funny. So that's one of the things. Koreans are so g- like participating in ice americano that they're like, they, they drink it even in the winter. That's funny. Uh, I used to be one of those people. Oh, but really? But like this winter, like it's like the generational cold. cold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
like I gave up on it. Like yeah. I, I drink like one of those uh, warmer, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, warmer coffees, hot coffees actually. Yeah. If you guys go to like Starbucks or even McDonald's, they usually have a good ice americano because so many people drink it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, my yeah, experience for, for sure. And so in Korea, uh, whenever you go, yeah, mega coffee, those like cheap franchise, they all have a pretty decent ice americano. Yeah, and uh, and one like another option is. You can just go to a store, mm. or like if you're having like a Korean barbecue or something, there's one of those instant coffee machines. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. gotta try that out because uh, I actually got like hungover like really bad. Like it was like two weeks ago. Uh, so like I went to a chicken soup, chicken uh noodle place in Korea. Yeah. Uh, and they had that. Uh, instant coffee machine. Yeah, mixed coffee. Yeah. Mixed coffee, but like they make it for you. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. When you press the button, you, you put in like 500 won into it. Mm-hmm. And like it is like great for hung, like hangover. Nice. And it, it tastes so sweet. Actually, you guys should try the mixed coffee, actually. It's just. Yeah, Maxim. Mm, oh, that's like, like, very classic coffee. Yeah. Korean like, thing. Or like Let's Be from. Uh, from convenience store store. that's a very Korean thing but actually you guys should try that I never thought of that let's be that's a pretty good thing actually yeah so today we started out with the let's be and mixed coffee like Maxim but but actually it's kind of you know talking about the Korean thing and right now we're talking about another Korean thing which is K-pop so it kind of works well with it and it really correlates with uh, our topic today because we have a lot of talk a lot to talk about today. Yeah, it's all about the the K-pop actually. So yeah, today our uh, our topic is we're talking. We want to talk about Ryan John. Mm-hmm. He's one of the top producer right now. I would say. Yeah. He's a main producer of IVE, mm-hmm. and he produced many other players like EXO and like all those produce the big projects. Yeah. But like, and, and especially all the SM artists. Mm-hmm. But. Like before we talk more about the question, we would roughly talk about who he is. He he moved to America in high school. Mm-hmm. It's a very typical, you know, story when you know, ra- born and raised in Korea and America and everything. Mm-hmm. And he used to be a DJ. He wanted to go to music school, but the the parents, you know, didn't want it. So he kind of you know, ran away from the home and became DJ and yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. then he, his career didn't get any follows in America. So he decided to go to Korea. Yeah. And moved all the music and like sent his copies and his, so sort of sending his demos. Yeah. None of them buy them because he had a very thick, like, Gyeongsangdo accent. You know? <laughs> it's like, what kind of guy he is not American, you know, like, it, it, he just feels like not, not American, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then one guy who is the, one of the leader of the SM right now, Lee Sung Soo, mm-hmm. kind of felt the vibe of this music. He's like, let's try work together. So mm-hmm. that's how he started working. So Lee Sung Soo and Ryan just yeah. started working. That, that, that's the sort of like the starting point of his career mm-hmm. and his uh, main, what should I say? The break point is when he produced Ihori's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, classic. That's <laughs> very classic. And it's very, you know, American style pop, you know, yeah. very, very American style pop. And after that, he kind of, you know, worked a lot with SM yeah. producers. And, and like Lucifer. Oh, yeah. Lucifer was one of the 
main first main yeah. title song that he did with SM and then the view that was view is like a classic k-pop song you know mm-hmm. with the we talked about view because of minijin and the visual was crazy but beat was also crazy too you know? yeah like the instrumentals were like high-end yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a high-end edm right like, electronic very classic song so like mm-hmm. after that he made many songs and right right now like as of now like for the recent couple years he's probably most well known for his ive music yeah so he's very uh, typical what should i say k-pop producer or k-pop personnel like yeah. Jin Young Park or those guys you know who moved to America and come back or Gyun you know yeah the narrative is out there yeah like, I mean even me because I went to Wisconsin and yeah for sure and everything we were all in the music industry but like I want to talk about it because there were many issues that he talked about uh, in the recent interview mm-hmm. that we kind of want to talk about together so we should so we would start with that uh, one thing that he said like what he like the interviewer asked him about what do you think when you're producing music and he's like k-pop is like condensed music it has to have a storyline like mm-hmm. you know like the it has to have a narrative. starting point and narrative and has a climax and end with the drop that kind of one movie t- style plot should be included in that three minutes yeah and that's what k-pop is and he said and if you think of his first couple songs like lucifer or view you can see that you know yeah it for has, sure it has a movie like vibe in yeah it. and mean, uh tvxq song she yeah. uh, oh way yeah. keep your head down or yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. uh that is very a movie song <laughs> that is very movie song actually yeah <laughs> and the choreography the music video the song like it's crazy i think that's the thing about k-pop like it's very condensed has a all the emotion stories yeah. in here like you're a songwriter too like whenever you make a music what do you do like when you make it i mean your music is not a typical k-pop but uh i'm a bit different mm-hmm. uh but i i think i also have that because for example my song that released like last month uh it follows that you know that verse which like kind of builds up the hype yeah. and then you drop it in the yeah. hook and you kind of like do the building up again on the second verse and you mm-hmm. drop it again there goes the bridge yeah and like you build up for the final hook yeah. on the bridge like it goes like really intense like kick drums and the EDM mm-hmm. and like it drops again in the final like it's basically like a roller coaster thing yeah. it's like a cli- you need to have a climax you need to like build up the hype and you need to drop it again it's kind of like that. The YG does that a lot, right? Like the making a build of tension sure. and then make a drop at the hook. For sure. That's very GD thing, like Fantastic Baby and mm-hmm. everything. But like in SM, usually they just, you know, build up and up and up and in the hook, they just yeah. reiterate usually. It's like, it's kind of like how Skrillex writes this music, mm-hmm. uh, but more human voice involved uh, and lyric-wise also. Yeah. Uh, it has it has to has that narrative going mm-hmm. on for example one of his like recent art works for i've yeah uh, uh, uh i am that kind of music mm-hmm. like like you search up for the lyrics you definitely get get the narrative and and what they're going for yeah because a lot of 
music like outside of Korea, uh, I'm not saying it is a bad thing to not have a narrative, but uh, it tends to be way more simple. Uh, for example, like like I'm not like I'm not throwing shades on like any artist, but for example, like a Jack Harlow song. Yeah. Like it's just simple. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sexy. I'm young. Yeah. I'm a rapper yep, from yep, from yep. from like I don't know Cleveland or something. Yep, yep. It yep. is very simple and straightforward, but K-pop has deeper layers to it, uh, storytelling wise. Yeah. It always wanted to make you like go a roller coaster ride, right? Right. Even like new jeans who looks simple and doesn't doesn't do much tension on it, but it actually secretly does, you know, very secretly. Yeah. It builds attention into it and drops yeah. it. And when it comes to, like, more, like, uh, like artists like Le Seraphim oh. or uh, Espa, yeah. like, you can see it because, like, their whole, mar- like, their whole uh, marketing is based on, uh, not Espa, but basically Le Seraphim. Is that their marketing is based on how the members overcame uh, the hardships. The hardships, for example, like Ha Yunjin, yeah. like she, she is like the icon of overcoming. Yeah. Or like Taewon, like she is like the, <laughs> she's like the icon. Mm-hmm. Like she has been uh, participated in several auditions before. Yeah. Uh, same with Hoyunjin. Sa- same with Sakura. Sakura. Yeah. Sakura is like the veteran. Of yeah, she debuted like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she is like the best in both worlds. Yeah. J-pop and K-pop. Yeah. And she's the one and only. So I think uh, what what Ryan implied by that is uh, it has more to me mu- more more than music. It has to has that uh narrative in both the K-pop artists and the music uh, I think that's what makes K-pop distinctive I guess I agree with you actually yeah and and, and like BTS is very like na- fully narrative wise you know like yeah. even the fir- especially their first albums like for sure like it was all full filled up with the narrative so that I agree with them actually about that song so that I think was very something that was very interesting to me wanting to kind of talk about it and then one thing that I definitely want to talk about is uh, he talks how K-pop is Confuciusism mm-hmm. that you always have to be polite and actually have to be nice and mm-hmm. talk about many layers and you always have to start with being real to yourself but yeah. then you think of other person's perspective oh what would this per- person think other person would think and everything and then be very as objective as possible yeah that's very interesting to me because like we talked about this before about like how Michael Jackson is kind of like a K-pop because mm-hmm. Michael Jackson is very what should I say genuinely what should I say he genuinely follows a common sense yeah you know he he's always real I mean his music is very real it's always from his heart his emotion but it's all it always has a boundary you know he always like keeps the boundary and makes it very yeah. and I think that is because Michael Jackson is genuinely a good person probably and he is an angel uh he has a heart of an angel and I think that is why uh he was a, such a good ro- good role model uh and 
by Confucianism, I don't think there is a superior, def- definitive, better ideology or culture. But uh, every culture has ups and downs. Uh, yeah. And Confucianism definitely has some downsides to it. Of course, it. yeah. We all uh, know it too much. We all know it. Like, if we're, like since we're Korean, we all know the downside of it. Like, age, like, gender, and all that. But uh, just like how Michael Jackson built... Uh, the his image for the good role models yeah. like shake the world uh, no not shake the world uh, heal the world heal the world shake the world or... is G-Dragon song uh, yeah <laughs> or the man in the mirror man in the mirror uh, or you are not alone oh that's amazing uh, yeah. or like some of the other songs uh, like mm, not bad like that song is like bad uh, like yeah. that song is like basically about being a bad boy but uh <laughs> Yeah, there are numerous songs about that. Yeah. Um, Love Never Felt So Good is one of them, definitely. Uh, And the main goal of those songs were to uh, give out good energy, positive energy to the world, and contribute in world peace one way or another. Yeah. Uh, And I think that is, like, the main goal for K-pop artists also. I agree Uh, with you. Like, especially BTS, but not even... After BTS, every artist has that. Like, like we talked about NCT Dream. Oh yeah. And how he's you, you can see how they're like spreading the good vibes for sure in K-pop and everything. And Ive too, you know, Ive is always about trying to be a good role model of the the female fans that they have and everything. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, ever since the f- fourth generation, mm-hmm. Ive, uh, Le Seraphim, uh. And even new genes, uh, uh, I think they uh, suggested a new, uh, wow model? new role model, new, uh, new type, new model in general uh, for young females, yeah, uh, to be brave, uh, and be uh, genuine, yeah, be genuine, and I think that is like the modern Confuciusism, right? <laughs> like the modern alternative of Confuciusism I agree that with you, Korean culture had for over a millennium. I kind of agree with you because I think whenever I listen to BTS and mm-hmm. NCT and Stray Kids, actually, you can I can feel they're almost like giving us like a new, they're like suggesting us the new way of life. Yeah. New style of life, actually. And th- that's what musicians always do, I guess. Like Taylor Swift, She's more than just music. Yeah. She's like suggesting her own lifestyle almost. She's a movement. Of She's herself. a movement. Yeah, definitely. Beyonce is like definitely a movement. Mm-hmm. Like they, they all like part of a bigger, bigger sort of like a move and everything. And I think that kind of shows a lot. It's the same with Ive too, probably. Yeah. yeah. Ive has that kind of vibe in it with the fans. Uh, but yeah, uh, connecting to more of Confuciusism, I think. Uh, there are a lot of role models in America also. Uh-huh. For example, Cardi B. Uh-huh. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, we just got uh, yeah, we just got bombed by a phone call. But <laughs> my bad. Uh, That's okay. I'm just gonna uh leave a text message. Real That's quick. okay. That's okay. Ah, I'll just keep going. And what else? We we're just, we can cut it out, but we we're just gonna be as real as possible. I can yeah. cut it, but like, so we talked about what 
I was doing and everything, but but the role model as I that's I think very interesting because I can see that those young generation like elementary school kids mm-hmm. are thinking actually of Chang Won Young or like those guys, girls as a role model actually. Yeah, not I, not just because they they look attractive, not at, yeah. and they're a good singer or dancer. Yeah. I think it's because of their personality. Yeah, you want yeah. they want to be like Anyujin, like like want to work hard and be care for others and everything. Yeah, I think it's very real. Yeah, I agree with you, and that's very special thing about K-pop. I think mm-hmm. that is very special thing about K-pop. I think so. That's one thing that kind of changes because, like in America, you're trying to be more like the weekend, you know. For sure. Very like what should I say? Almost, I mean. I like weekend music, but you know it's very <laughs> dark, uh-huh. very real. But it kind of passes the boundary and everything. What do you think of anything else? Uh, yeah. I mean, even though weekend himself is slowly turning into uh, a better person, yeah, he is. Uh, and rumor says it's not even a rumor anymore. Uh, <laughs> his next album will be his last album as a weekend. as as the weekend. Yeah. And what that implies is that he will be suggesting a different message in the later albums. Yeah. Will, he will be uh, presenting as able. Yeah. Uh, and I think that basically says it all. Yep, <laughs> but, yep, yep. but still, a lot of uh, kids in America, teenagers in America, are influenced by somewhat toxic culture yeah yeah i mean i'm not saying it's bad it might be bad but i don't know i mean cardi uh, b and weekend they can live by their life but like no one would think listening to cardi b or weekend when you're yeah. 12 is healthy you know yeah when you're I mean, 19 you're fine i mean i respect cardi b as an independent woman yeah. uh, she is a great mother also but uh like, like her music is great for us. Like, yes, we're, it's for we're adults. adults. Yeah, for adults, of course. Yeah. And, like, matter of fact, her music is great for clubbing. Like, <laughs> true, true. Like, actually. Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B's music is best for <laughs> clubbing, basically, and City Girls also. Yeah. But, uh, I don't think, uh, little kids should be influenced by her. <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah. Making, uh, making, uh, light remarks about, uh, some sexual activities I don't think that is suitable for growing kids and teenagers but I think uh, in that perspective Korean Confuciusism is uh, Korean Confuciusism uh, talks about more uh, less sensitive stuff you need to be uh, you you need to take care of yourself in order to be a good role model, in order to be a good human. And by Ryan's uh, perspective, in Ryan's perspective, Korean music in general follows that steps. Uh, it, it talks about less sensitive subjects, and it talks about making the world a better place by not talking about it, I guess. My f- uh, many of my friends who are coming to Korea for K-pop are saying... They like K-pop because they're more, what should I say, sensitive and they're more yeah, decent, you know. It's more decent. Like, many people feel like, not even just hip-hop or anything, 
Like even country music is too polarized right now. Mm-hmm. That like it's just, they just feel too dangerous, you know, almost or like yeah. very toxic, almost even. Country music is very affected by politics right like, now. Yeah, yeah. E- e- I'm not saying like either side, like so like any side, you know, it's just very different kind of music. So like, but when you whenever you listen to K-pop, it's more for the genuine pop, I guess, for, yeah. for the all audience and everything. I think. Uh, I think. I have been listening to a lot of K-pop lately, yeah. like a lot, like at least an hour, oh. uh, a day. I think I think that's because, and I stopped listening to American pop music. Oh, really? For a while. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I listen to my favorite artists, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't follow the charts and everything. And I think that's because the the majority of the charts are uh, affected by politics these days and ideologies these days. Uh, I'm not gonna say which, but whatever one, it is, one yeah. artist come out with a with a project that includes a po- political or uh, ideolo- ideological backgrounds, yeah. and then there's this another party supporting another artist song, oh. and they compete with each other on in the charts. It's like a election <laughs> in the charts. Yeah, exactly, and that that itself was very toxic to me, uh, and. Uh, for example, ah, fuck it, just like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, the explicit language. F it, uh, Morgan Wallen, like, like, and, and, and the whole, like, Taylor Swift thing, Taylor's version thing, like, I think, uh, I love their music, but music is just music. Uh, <laughs> but K pop, like, I love that we don't have that drama. One thing I want to talk about is, I think, the problem of those like local issues. See, I of course would have some ideology, right? But For I sure. don't care much about Biden versus Trump because I'm not gonna, you know, make a vote. You know, <laughs> I yeah, can't but, vote, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? We're not even American. Right? I, I mean, I read. I mean, I'm a person, so I read like the newspaper, and so I know some sort of it. But still, I don't care as much, you know. So like, yeah. for me, whenever I listen to Morgan Wallen or that kind of music, I'm like very, you know. I don't even hate it. You know what I mean? I'm like kind of lost mm-hmm. in thoughts. I'm like, what are they talking? You know what I mean? It's like, what are they talking about, man? You know, it's it's like, I don't even have an opinion. So that's the problem. Because if you want to go for a broader audience, you need to have a what yeah, say, for sure. more, what should I say, bigger vision that even more person can participate. But if you look at your local issue too closely, mm-hmm. then you kind of lost some audience, and that's why I think what I think some, sometimes happens in American pop yeah, culture. Yeah, for sure. Like, like even Marvels, their movie talks about something that's very serious to them. But then, when it's dropped, I mean, man, I lived in America for nine years, so if uh, I don't feel it, most Korean audience don't feel it. I'm like, yeah, like I feel it sometimes, but but it's like sometimes when they talk about something, I'm like. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I'm, I just yeah, because yeah, it's local issue or domestic issue. Yeah, so. and I think uh, Confuciusism comes in <laughs> at, at, at this point because Confuciusism uh, values self care uh, a true, lot, true. right? Yeah, too much almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it gets to the point where it's toxic. Yeah, but mo- modern Confucian- Confuciusism, at least people in their twenties and thirties. Uh, or people in the K-pop industry, they got influenced by it a lot because it, like it is in our bloodlines. <laughs> it is. So, you can't uh, escape it. Yeah. Uh, so, 
Yeah, self care is a virtue in K-pop. Also, mm. uh, I, me personally, I think it's a bit too much, mm. but it it comes out, it gives out a great result. Uh, people from K-pop, they they're like amazing in self care, and they are a great role model. Uh, and and the results are positive, like. We all get good vibes from it, and that's why I think it's amazing. Uh, it just gives you more the more person to follow. You know, like mm-hmm. they understand your feeling and they accept, and yeah. they kind of like cheers for you and everything. It focuses more on music, yeah, and and make a more harmonious right. culture. So yeah, well, yeah. Let's finish the one with the and with the last one. Sorry, it's my phone call. Jesus. Oh wow! Today it just doesn't work well. But I'm gonna end with the one last one, and then we'll just finish it. Oh, Uh today's not a good day, man. (laughs) For sure. Maybe I should edit it, but if I edit, I should edit like half of it. (laughs) So we'll just go. Yeah. But like, but everything we said was pretty nice. So like, and but one thing we want to make at last was, see, Ryan Jen is probably one of the best producer right now, like alongside with Yogong and Frank and everything. Yeah, he's but like the top dog. Yeah, but like right now we don't talk as much with him, you know, mm-hmm. about him. So that's what I was wondering. Like, his, could, his persona is more hidden, I guess. Yeah, but like not many people care about producer much anymore. I think mm-hmm. maybe Yogong is like the only person. Two five zero is like the only producer that everyone has like a hype on it. Mm-hmm. In K-pop or Frank, uh, Frank too. Yep, yep. Frank uh, too. Yeah. Or like some of the OGs like Teddy or uh, I mean, Teddy is like or Kenji, Kenji, Teddy, Kenji, or J- like even Jin Young Park, JYP. They're like yeah, the, they're like goat man because like. they have their distinctive sounds uh, and Style. styles, and it is a big deal that JYP produces a song. It is a big deal that. Kenji produces a song yeah. uh, and it is also a big deal that Ryan Jun produces a song but K- K-pop uh, production these days are basically like a factory uh, oh. like, I don't, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to be a factory it is an efficient thing to be a factory uh, I think it passed the point of even factory now it's more like a what should I say? It's like a you're a director, movie director is an A and R or CEO or whoever right. it is, and then it's like that guy is like a conductor of an yeah. orchestra, and you make like literally hundred beats, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and put it into one arrangement, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's be- ever since K-pop has gone global, yeah, the songs has like the production has gone global yeah. as well. So there, there are. You know, thousands of producers around the world that produces a song, yeah. and that goes into a vault that that becomes managed by A and R's and directors. And they make a, maybe song camp sometimes. Yeah, and, they they uh they throw a studio session every now and then, maybe like twice a month, like, yeah. or like five days a month, uh, and then like they uh c- they come out with like three hundred beats, basically, yeah. and they and when that goes into the vault, like they basically. Uh, pick some and rearrange some uh, like put together like, yeah. and split together and that is like how most musics are made now mm-hmm. but like your music is not right so like so there are some more smaller more genuine more organic beat making mm-hmm. but I like, mean 
uh, that process itself is pretty organic also. I uh, agree with you, yeah. Because I've been in a K-pop session before. Oh. So I got to say, it is a really, really creative environment. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's just like way too much producers mm-hmm. are like, like, right, like are there right now. So the, the, f- it's all about the numbers, right? Like, yeah. Uh, there are like sixty producers on one song. Mm. Like, like th- that might be exaggerating. Like thirty but, producers on one song, but probably yeah. thirty. Yeah, more than th- more than thirty. So sure. when when it goes like album wise, there's like hundred people on the one on the album. So I guess producers' role in that project would be a little small, like as an individual. Yeah. But production itself has never been as important as now. Yeah. Like. So now, now there's a leader, but it's not a producer, just, I yeah. would say. That's what we had for today with the Ryan John. I'm not sure how helpful this was, but it was very interesting to me. That's why yeah. I was tra- wanting to share this with you guys. But next week, I want to talk about a producer, the producer who is probably the most important, the Bang Shiok. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because he was the first guy we did. And right now, like this kind of like Ryan John kind of was... Uh, epiphany for me actually like to see how like we used to do many producers you know the, the guys behind them yeah but I'm not sure how long we'll keep it keep going we'll try a different op- approach but mm-hmm. before we want to try a different approach I want to definitely start with end like this era you know first season era with the Bang Shiok renewal you know like for cause, sure because now after we made our show Bang Shiok went to this big talk show you please on the blog mm-hmm. and then he made gave us so many information like that now we can re- we have to almost recreate the story yeah right? we got to put the puzzle pieces together yeah. because we only had like five puzzle pieces yep, yep. we now have like 60 yeah basically so yeah we can like create a whole new story about it because uh, now he gave us so many important important stories that now we now i got it and i felt more much more closure to Bond yeah, after this. For sure. So I hope you guys would feel the same too. So that's yeah. what we have for next week, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all we got for today. And oh, sorry for all the like mess I made. Yeah, we, we, we didn't expect <laughs> this type of episode. But yeah, well, but still, uh, I hope it helped. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was helpful. I mean, listening to Yu Yoon and then like talking about Ryan same, Jun and everything. So... Hope you guys had the same, and hopefully it helped you like enjoying the K-pop more recently. And that saying, we're gonna. That's all we got for today, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.